This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. It's time for Talking Otago with ORC. Well, summertime means swimming for many, doesn't it? Visiting local waterways, enjoying some time off to enjoy the great outdoors. We want to be able to do it safely, of course. The Otago Regional Council do a lot of work in the background to make sure that monitoring of swimming sites in the region is being done to make sure we're informed of what we need to know around all of that. And joining us on the line now to talk more about that, Rachel Ozan. Rachel, uh, Morena, good to have you with us. Thanks, Jess. It's good to be here. Of course, um, it is one of the great <clears throat> Kiwi things, isn't it, to get out and enjoy the summer by swimming as much as we, we can and maybe visiting some of our favourite spots that we're used to visiting over the years. But it's an ever-changing system, isn't it? And uh, we need to make sure that where we're going, it's going to be safe for us and our family. Tell us a little bit about the systems that you have in place to do monitoring. Yeah, I will. So um, what Otago Regional Council does is that during the summer months, which seems to be a bit late this year, quite frankly, it's the first day I've seen sun for a long time, yes. but um, you know, between the beginning of December and the end of March, we are out and about and we're getting water samples every Monday morning from 31 sites around Otago, that's beaches, rivers and lakes. Um, and what we're doing is we're just looking at the amount of bacteria in the water. And there's a framework which tells you, um, you know, when bacteria is too much or, or great for swimming and that sort of thing. And all of that is reported on the LAWA website, um, which is a fantastic resource for, so for anyone who doesn't know the LAWA website, hop on there. It's lawa.org.nz and go straight to the Can I Swim Here bit. And you'll find all the results that Targa Regional Council, um, all the sites that we visit and all the results on there. So you can probably make a really informed decision about whether you want to swim at a particular site. Okay. Um, so it's quite, it's quite an intensive program. Um, as you can imagine, it takes quite a lot of people um, and resources to visit all these sites, all these sites weekly. But it's there just to give people that, that information so that they can make the right decision about swimming. And uh, recently, relatively recently, uh, more sites were added to the monitoring that you were already doing. Uh, the two popular swimming ponds uh, and Oamaru's Harbour, uh, among four new Otago sites, they were added to the Otago Regional Council's Recreational Water Monitoring Program. So you're keeping your finger on the pulse in terms of what are the places that uh, we're most likely to visit. That, that's right. We recognise that there were a few gaps in the program. If you're looking at a map of Otago and popular sites, we realised that we, we were a few short, so we added them this year. And the other thing we're doing is we're monitoring more sites that might be prone to toxic algae, um, which is a natural occurrence, and it's a real shame that it just pops up during the summer months. But we monitor, um, we monitor quite a few of these sites for toxic algae as well. So a couple of the sites that we added this year were particularly just to look at, um, just to look at whether the algae was blooming or not. Rachel, tell us a little bit more about what you are actually testing for around these sites. Okay, so on the whole, um, we look at um, bacteria called E. coli, um, and that's just an indicator bacteria for all the other nasties that you might find in, in water, um, so viruses and, and so on. Um, so it's just like a broad-spectrum indicator. 
Um, so we just monitor for that, and then there's a there's a published framework about the levels that are suitable for swimming or not, and all that's reported. So we do that, and then in lakes particularly, because um, as you can imagine, the big lakes up in like Hawaii, Wanaka, and Wakatipu, they, um, they're pretty pristine. All that water is fed straight from the glaciers, so really bacteria shouldn't be a problem up there. Um, but some of the smaller lakes up there particularly, because it's such hot weather and warm temperatures, they're prone to um, toxic algae. So we monitor, we monitor the actual algae. We take a sample of the algae and we send that off to a laboratory for ID. And then they work out the concentration of the algae in a particular volume and then they report that back to us. And again, there's a framework to tell us whether that's a, a suitable um, amount of algae for recreational activities or whether it's too much and people really should stay clear of the water until the bloom sub- subsides. So it's quite an intensive program, but really it's just there to give people an idea of what's happening at these lakes and rivers and beaches. So if we check out one of our favourite spots and, and, it's, and it's not clear for us to be swimming, what then? How long do we need to wait? Is it best just to keep an eye on the, the lawa.org.nz website? Yes, look at look at the Lawa website, but also, I mean, the main rule around all of this is, I mean, you can think, if you go down to a river and you want to go for a swim and it's running high and it's running dirty, um, probably it's not the best quality because if you can think of all the runoff that might happen um, in an urban situation or a rural situation, you're going to get all the contaminants running into the river from rainfall. So it's best to wait until that river has the flows have dropped and it's looking clear again. It's quite, it's quite commonsensical, actually. Um, so that's what you should do. Wait for 48 hours after heavy rainfall is number one. And with the, with the lakes and toxic algae, it's really very obvious because the lake will be a different color. It'll look green and it might have scums at the lake shore. So just keep an eye out for that. Um, and if you think, whoa, that's looking a bit green, probably best to find another spot to swim in. Um, so, yeah, so check it out on Lawa, but also be aware that it's quite an easy thing to work out for yourself. Um, high flows and rainfall, probably not a good idea to swim, and if it's looking green, don't go in either. All right, so we have a personal responsibility too, don't we, just to, to think very carefully about wherever we choose to swim and uh, make sure that uh, we're looking after ourselves. Uh, animals too, right, because um, those those algal blooms can be um, very dangerous for our pets. And you're absolutely right there. We, we are trying to promote the... Um, you know, your personal responsibility a wee bit. We're doing the background work in terms of the scientific information, but clearly we can't be everywhere all the time. Um, so that's why we're, we're trying to inform people about what they should look for um, rather than for them to rely totally on results from a Targa Regional Council because things change daily um, and we can't keep up with that. And with the, with the animals, yes, you're quite right. There's a particular nasty, um, back, nasty algae in rivers, particularly called formidium or microcolius. And that is, it's natural. So it's not because anything is heavily polluted or so on. It's purely because um, it, it's, it loves, it thrives in hot weather and low flows and so on, which again is summer. And that people should keep a really good eye out for. And it looks like a dark black velvet mat covering cobbles. Generally, it's found in beautiful rivers and shallow riffles and 
And then you've had these black mats of algae, and they have the potential to be particularly toxic to dogs. Um, so keep an eye out for that as well. There's plenty of information about Promidium on the Lyle website, so I'd um, encourage people to go there and have a look. When we visit the site, we'll find what is effectively a, a, a traffic light system. Just want to briefly explain that one for us. Yes, if you go onto Lawa, you'll see a you'll see a traffic light system. So, um, if the site is showing green, then clearly it's it's all good to go, and the bacteria is um, is low. Um, then it goes up to amber, um, and there we got a wee bit of a bacteria in there. But again, it's um, it's okay for recreational activity. But just just keep a just keep an uh, you know an eye out for higher flows or whatnot or discolored water. Then if it's showing red, that means that when we took the sample, um, the site had a high level of bacteria and probably it would be better to find somewhere else to swim on that occasion. All right. Clear enough, isn't it? Um, Rachel, uh, how long will the monitoring go on? Is it right through the summer? Yes, right through the summer to the end of March um, on, on a weekly basis. So by the end of the summer period, we've got a... We've got we visited each site about 15 or so times, so we have a very comprehensive record of what the water quality is like over summer. Well, I'm sure all of our listeners appreciate the great work that everybody's doing in the background to make sure that monitoring is being done. It's all part of the jigsaw puzzle of information that we need to put in place, not just what we see online, of course, but what we see with our own eyes and what we can sense and what we know about what's been happening with those weather patterns and so forth. We certainly know at this time of the year, as you've said, Rachel, it's all over the place at the moment, but a rain one day, but a wind and what have you, and then the sun might pop out too. So um, regardless, I'm absolutely sure that eventually the weather will settle and there will be plenty of us heading out to our favourite swimming spots. We just want to make sure that we can do that safely. Um, just yeah. remind us one more time, Rachel, where we find the information we need. Yes, just just go to the LAWA website. That's lawa.org.nz. And that has results not only from Otago, but from all around New Zealand. So if you're heading off on holiday somewhere, you can jump on that site and check out the best spots to swim wherever you're going. Rachel, thanks so much for your time for joining us here on uh, Ori FM and thanks to you and the team that are continuing to work over the summer to keep us informed and safe. Well, thank you very much and have a good Christmas break. Kia ora. This podcast was produced by Ori FM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.